It's Honey, You're Ruining Our Kid, the Parenting Podcast 2023 book show. Our annual look at the books you should be buying for your kids and for yourself as a parent. I guess it's like our toy show to an extent. (laughs) It'd be very hard to visually review toys on the podcast, but recommending books is something we've been doing for since the beginning of this thing. You, yeah, books Tina. are super, super important. We all know that. Yeah, and yeah. Tina has, uh, you know, our bookshelf here behind us that's absolutely packed full of great ones and some not so great ones. We're right. not going to call out the duds. No. But it is a sea, isn't it? They're so vast, I the number of books. And boxes of books. I've never been able to throw away a book. Yeah, but there's so many ones that are just like, not, like as a parent, you don't have time for one that's going to be full of faff or nonsense mm. or too just not to the point. Well, it's finding the one that captures your child's interest, really. Mm. Because you're trying, first of all, you're trying to get them to fall in love with books. Yeah. And capture their interest and try and encourage them to want to be around books and explore books. So yeah. it is so finding the ones that they like. There is the two sides. So the, I was thinking of, you know, you as a parent looking for help mm. and needing some guidance or a handbook on you at all times she can just flick to what's my what's my thought on this yeah we're going to talk about both sides of that we're going to talk about the ones that might be helpful to you that aren't overly prescriptive aren't finger waggy like her head the way we've tried to design this podcast the zero Mm. judgment books they just have some solid tips tina's got some great ones of those we got some great recommendations from you yes thank you all so much yeah and then we're going to look at the ones where it's like you you have a specific problem with your kid, whether it's grief or anxiety or just listening, mm-hmm. um, there's a book that they can read where they can kind of subliminally take yeah, in. where you indirectly get the message across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I always say with comedy, you can get people to listen to things they wouldn't if you said you were doing a documentary about how uh, people are not taking any civic pride in their community. You can kind of lace that into comedy and the spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. That's the books. Yeah. And you know, when we were kids, there was always somebody in a bookshop who you could go to as a parent and ask them about a book. You remember when bookshops were like a place where they knew everything? And that's kind of, you know, you don't really get that anymore, except on Grafton Street in Dublin. I was in, what's, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, Dubray. But like there's, like I did a book series, bookshop series. People may remember this. Oh, yeah. There are these bookshops everywhere. Yeah, but They're so well populated. I guess what I mean for children. For kids, right. Because I remember being in that bookshop. How do you say it again? I can never pronounce that. Dubray. Dubray, yeah. Dubray. And there's this lady who was there. I wish I knew People her name. probably know this. I one. was mesmerized by this lady. People were just, I was in the bookshop for ages and people were just walking up to her. Like there was a queue. There was a queue to And they would her. like give her an idea of an interest their child has. And she was we just able to. Name. It was like magic. She was just able to go. It's I like know she, the book. I know the book. And then it just came to her hand wow. and they were all went off. So Human happy. Google. It was incredible. <laughs> I loved it. With no it. pop-up ads. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about you guys, but if you're Irish and you're watching TV over the weekend yeah. in such a very tough, tough week, the yeah. toy show was the ray of light that uh, I definitely needed in my life. I feel like it was the magic we all needed. Yeah. But come w- Friday, we were just bent from everything that I had. I got so worn down. I got right? so sad about what happened in Dublin. 
doing doing the show in Kilkenny on Friday night was really hard. But then I kind of felt this responsibility that I felt mm. people in the room needed to laugh. Yeah, everyone was in a daze, I think, it, of yeah. because we're all like, did that just really happen? Yeah, in sometimes our I think city? my job is just so stupid and like, what's the point of it? And then you realize that you actually do have like this responsibility mm-hmm. on some level yeah. that people are coming to forget. Yeah, people need escapism for yeah, sure. And, and that is what they're getting with the Your Man show. It's on tour now. Uh, today, I can exclusively announce we're adding two more three Olympia shows in May. Oh so my that's God. six Olympias in total. Four of them are sold out. Uh, some tickets left for January 18th, but going everywhere, all over Ireland, all over the UK. Yeah. And you're in real, you're in the real danger zone now, now Jarlis. It disappearing with my own arse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but like, here's the thing. And the reason for doing this show isn't just to go to overload you with recommendations. Over the series, right? Mm. We see the same problems again and again and again. Yeah. And each time, there's usually a book that can help, right? Yeah, books are an incredible resource for parents. Like, there's always something you can put in a parent's hand that they can sit down and have this magic one-to-one time with their kid while not being the person delivering the message. The message is coming from Mm. the book. Oh, my God. It's it's one of the biggest problems, isn't it? Yeah, it's about repeating it, though. You need to, it's in one, reading that book once is not going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually now we know, and teachers are encouraged, especially in early years, to pick 10 books for the year that you're going to read every day in the class. The same books over and over again, because we know now that repetition is obviously how the child learns. Mm. But it's also there's a nice feeling of safeness with Mm. these books that they know they're going to be read to every day, which is beautiful. So before we get going, like, I think people hear the power of reading to your child over and over and over again. And a lot of people struggle with finding the time for it. Yeah, yeah. But like it's scientifically proven Mm -hmm. that the benefit of it. Yeah. Well, in a nutshell, what is it? What is the benefit of actually taking the time to shut everything off and just read to them. Well, I guess in a nutshell, I hate when you ask me to do things in a nutshell. Yeah, it's I like, Tina, hurry it up. I go to immediate panic. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is firstly the time with your child. Right. It is that one magic on embracing and the reading and the coziness of that. But it's also you're helping them explore the world and you're introducing them to words and literature and sounds. They're hearing, mm. you know, they're, they're hungry for, for language. They're in a sensitive period for developing their language and they want all these words and it's recognition and just just feeding their curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's And also I would imagine that it's the habit of a lifetime. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a part of the day yeah. that involves just focused reading. And I can't stress enough that if you do take the time to read, you know, rhyme books, whatever, they don't have to be incredible books. Yeah. You will reap those rewards when they start writing and it'll all be there. You've laid the bricks. Mm. The foundation is good. Mm. They will find school easier. So when you say reading to them, like the way I used to do it was 
uh, it wasn't them sitting in a chair, reclined, <laughs> looking at the ceiling while they're read to. No, it's yeah. them oh. under your arm, yeah, looking at the lap. book at Look, the exact yeah, same you're time. Yeah, both engaging with the book. That's the book important. Is something though. that you're doing together. It's an activity. Then are you following under each word with your finger? You don't have to do that if you prefer, but no. And what you eventually want to do with the repetition of these books, you know, when you have your books you want, is get them to finish the sentences or encourage them to read, you know. Mm. You and don't, that's promoting memory. Yeah, you don't want them doing sight reading because we know that's not good. Remembering words. No, remembering words okay. like that. Yeah. It's better for them to learn with sounds to yeah, read. You're not but trying what to you teach want them to, them to do is remember the sentences. Mm. So like they're you're able to then during the day you can tell the story while they're in the pram and then they can finish the sentence of the story yeah. or act it out with puppets and And this show isn't just about like <laughs> you're not gonna be going to your thirteen year old. Get underneath me arm now. I'm going <laughs> to read you a little we, bit of Adrian Mole. We know even that age they do love a bit of one to one, you know, if you do sit on the bed with them one night and read a bit of a book, you'd be amazed. Oh yeah. I'm like I have it. had nights where uh, he's too tired to read. I was yeah. like, I'll read this one. Mm-hmm. And they lay back. That they're is a so, layback. They're so important to get these stories in that, you know, all those little gadgets they have out now or reading audiobooks. If that works for your mm. kid at bedtime, as long as they're being exposed to it, you know, it would be better if it's one person, but it's still really important for them to hear it all. What's the book? I'll put this in your mind. Have a think about it as a listener. Okay. What's the book from your childhood that really sticks out that you don't have now really sticks out mm. have a think about it I'll come back I'll tell you my one after the I mean 2023 has probably been the most challenging year for any parent with a kid that's anyways anxious or mm. tuned into the world yeah now this is obviously above the kind of toddler age but maybe not because yeah, they're it absorbing in. it and they're yeah. hearing it yeah. uh, between war in Ukraine uh the situation in Gaza, mm. and now this week just riots in the streets here in yeah, no. Ireland. And as a parent, if you're worried, are they absorbing it? Just watch how they play, because you'll know very quickly if it's coming out in their play. Mm. They're thinking about it, it's on their mind. How would it present itself? In their play. I mean, how are they interacting with their toys? What are they doing in their play? What are their games? What are they drawing? Children will, anything that's on their mind, when their earlier years will come out in their play. Wow. That's why it's so important to actually play with your child. Something I always find really hard because I find playing <laughs> so boring. Oh my God. But it's so important I've to never do seen it. Tina like claw at oh, her eyes. I really when can't cope playing with playing. figurines yeah. with uh, our little lad. Yeah. But it's so I, important It's something to do I've it. always loved. And You'll I do like it for this. hours. I'll do it forever. I, I've got 20 minutes in me, Matt. Like and I then just I'm like, okay, back to learning. <laughs> lying on my front doing characters with yeah. the things. But, uh, you know, this world and mm. whether it's, you know, the president of the United States of America uh, looking to be under threat from somebody who's about to go to jail, watching uh, January 6th. I remember this this time having an impact on the sleep pattern and just worry levels mm-hmm. of our kid and other kids and the emails that came in. Yeah. The, we usually circle back to at the end of each of those answers and you should get this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For you, uh, when a parent comes to you and says, right, my kid's anxious. Um, yeah. I, I sense it. They can't really articulate it. 
what do you do? What book are you recommending? Mm-hmm. And what do you say to them when you're reading it? Do you mention this is for your anxiety or do you just go, let's read this. This is good. Oh, yeah. You never, ever address the fee- the reason you bought them the book. Mm. The book is just going to be something they read and they get to feel safe with the words. And <clears throat> sorry. So you don't go. Now, this is because you're saying that you are anxious, which is nonsense. You're not meant to be anxious. No, Read I don't think book. you should ever really name that, use that word with your little you're tiny being book. ridiculous. <laughs> Snap out of it. But you know my book, my book that I go to all the time, especially in my classroom. And I would read this book like maybe three times a week is Debbie Glory and No Matter What. So the author is Debbie Glory and the book is No this Matter What. This has to come with a health warning, Tina, this book. Yeah, I can't get through I without crying. I cannot read this book out. But out. it's a magic book. I, and the, and I love it. And you read it slowly and it rhymes and the pictures are wonderful. And the children love it because it's about a little fox who's having a conniption. He is having a meltdown. He is angry. And they love that they're getting to, you know, you know, read this, like, yeah. you know, this angry little fox is having a temper tantrum. And it's wonderful how the mom copes with it. And, you know, she reassures him every time. And and it's all about whatever you do, whatever happens to you, I got your back. I'm your mom and I'm here for you. I love it. We're going to hear a little bit of Debbie Galori reading that book now. Okay. Playing toss and fling and squash yell and scream and bang and crash, break and snap and bash and batter. Good grief, said Large. What is the matter? Small said, I'm a grim and grumpy little small and nobody loves me at all. Oh, Small, said Large, grumpy or not, I'll always love you. No matter what. I mean, that's just a small taste. That's really the opening page. Yeah, that book gets me every time. Every single time. <clears throat> but it is about reassuring the kid, no matter what. Yeah. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And that, like, your love isn't... Uh, conditional. Conditional yeah. or provisional upon you achieving this or doing yeah. this. Uh and like, it's something we all need to be reminded of well, because we may not have had that in our own childhood. Yeah. And also, I was just going to say, sometimes the magic of children's books is, OK, they help the kid, but they also give the parents the language they need yeah. to talk to their children. Yeah, it's great. They, they actually can indirectly teach you as a mom or dad to be a bit silly, to yeah. say the things they need to hear. Like, or to say, I love you no matter what, yeah, more, more during the day. During the day. Or <laughs> mommy comes back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. does owl babies get a mention to well, this you know, book I, show? I haven't written it down, but we can't, you know, owl babies is owl a bookshelf babies, essential. And owl babies is connected to no matter what, because it yeah. is about that thing that you can't put your finger on as a kid where yeah. you start to worry Jesus Christ, I hope they do come back. Yeah, absolutely. After this thing. Like, yeah, well, Owl Babies is a magic book, really, because it does just... First of all, the language in the book is so beautiful. It always brings the kids with them. But also it puts to rest that idea of, OK, yeah, it's normal enough to worry about this. Mm. But it's, it's you know... Who wrote Owl to... Babies? Oh, I can never think of that. So, uh, but Owl Babies, in, a, in its essence, is about... Babies, sorry, just from... 
uh, about the mom going away and uh, reassuring the kid that once I go away, I'll come back. So this is for anybody who's sending their kid to school. Yeah, I'll specifically be because as Tina said, if you're not school. prepping your kid for this is how it's going to work. Mm. I'll go away, but I'll always come back. Yeah. And that's the essence of Owl Babies mm. as a book. Now, again, if we're talking about questions we're getting over and over again, uh, school, you're through it. You're nearly through the first term. Mm. You're fully through to Christmas. Uh, this is a great time to get on top of this stuff that you might be worried about for January. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the recommendations that are coming up might be for parents who are seeing a looming problem yeah. on the horizon. Well, whatever, there's something is going to happen in your house this Christmas because kids lose the run of themselves at Christmas. Mm. It's impossible not to. And you can't properly discipline them in front of the rallies. Yeah, it, all rules go out the window at Christmas and you spend January trying to get your kids back. Back on track. No matter how good they are, they're going to misbehave at Christmas because they've got the keys to the city and the rules are out the window. Yes, so Owl Babies is by, uh, what was it, Martin Waddell. Yeah. Very small book, only a few pages long, but honestly, Mm. absolutely brilliant for kids of that age who are developing concerns about the solidity and reliability of things. And kids who've had a fright at night time. Yeah. Which happens a lot. Sometimes your child won't stay in bed anymore and you don't know what's happened, but they've just had a little worry. And that makes them think, oh, I'm not the only one who had a little worry. Mm. You know, this happens. People have little worries and then they realise everything's okay. Yeah, and it doesn't take much for a kid to develop a worry. I mean, no. literally having the news on in the car sometimes about this girl in... Uh, Israel who has been abducted. Yeah. And it's in the news. I know. This policeman had his car set on fire. You know, you know it's all a bit mad at the moment for a kid. It would be it'd be weird if your kids didn't have a little bit of mm. anxiousness. There's two books right away uh, to start things off. Now let's get to book number two. I think every kid's fascinated with death on some level, aren't they? Yeah. The minute they start, the minute they realize numbers go by 10 and infinity and the idea of infinity, they become weirdly obsessed. With with, the endings. With the endings of people and how old people can get. And it can really creep parents out, but I can't stress how normal it is. Yeah. The minute they start counting past 100 where they have the idea of the universe, Mm. they become obsessed with dying. Yeah. Uh, And this is a real problem for a lot of folks who are like probably coping with their own grief or maybe never had any discussion in their own house as to how to deal with it or how to talk about it. Well, I found it especially strange when we lived in England because over there there's a culture of not involving children in grief at At all. all. Leave them at home during the funeral. They don't even tell them that someone has died. They're just sent to school and... For me, I was like, that's really not going to help yeah. your kid at You're all. You're expected to go in with the casket in Ireland. Yeah, you to I be mean, at the I wake. sat at the side of my grandparents' coffin and held their hand. You know, I, I think the wake is something really beautiful we have in Ireland. But I guess, you know, I totally understand every family hmm. needs to do that their own way. But I can tell you, one of the biggest mistakes you will make as a parent is not talking about grief with your child. Mm, so that's what this next book is about. Yeah, because... 
they will imagine all sorts if mm-hmm. you're not honest and open with them about yeah. what has happened. The unknown is far yeah. worse. And you just explain it in whatever way you're comfortable with yourself and whatever your religious or non-religious beliefs are. But as long as you're being open and honest with your kid, they won't go to fear with grief. They will accept that it's a process. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're dumb. they'll trust you no they will trust you they will follow your lead they will follow your lead on everything you are their universe yeah as in like if you're anxious about a thing they'll think oh my mom's anxious about this I better be anxious so my go to book on helping you you know broach this topic with your child is The Invisible String and who wrote that? I think the name is Patrice Cart I could be pronouncing that wrong And it's, you know, this story is really just about letting the child know that, you know, they're just because you don't see someone doesn't mean you're not still connected to them. Okay, brilliant. So let's hear a little bit of it now. Okay. Mom said, you know, we're always together no matter what. But how can we be together when you're out here and we're in bed? Said Liza. Mom held something right in front of them and said, this is how. Rubbing their sleepy eyes, the twins came closer to see what mom was holding. I was about your age when my mommy first told me about the invisible string. I don't see a string, said Jeremy. You don't need to see the invisible string. People who love each other are always connected by a very special string made of love. I mean, pre kids me would have been like whoa (laughs) the invisible string but now (laughs) i'm like like oh we're connected by invisible string of love it's beautiful you ruined me you ruined (laughs) cynical larry david me with this child who's brought me so much joy and zero crack oh it's all yeah i'm joking but that is some beautiful writing. We mm. underestimate exactly. If people go, like, oh, think about writing a children's book. It's so hard. It's so hard mm. because the economy of language needed. Yeah. And the, uh, also the attention span of kids. Yeah. You are competing for the attention of the toughest audience in the world. Yeah, you got to capture them with those words. Yeah, and well. if they smell that you're trying to teach them something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I'm out. Big time. Yeah. I've seen that a hundred yeah. million times. They'll shut that book and throw it in the corner. And but invisible string is beautiful. Does it gets yeah. it gets and gets them? Mm. Um, and like you say, these will be books that you read over and over again. Yeah. And ideally, they'll bring up to you. So when you're leaving to go somewhere, you can say things like "invisible string." Don't forget. Yeah, it's you know? true. Yeah. So equipping you with the language. So uh, our next one comes to us about the. Maybe one of the biggest yeah. problems that we see. No, it's not weeing all over the toilet floor. <laughs> it's, it's not toileting at all. It's not toilet training. It's sleep. my favourite thing in the world. Sorry, I just <laughs> sleep. went sleep. Sleep, Jared, stop <laughs> building it up. Sleep, it's important. Let's do it. Sleep. Now, how could there be a book that helps with this? Well, there's loads of books out there, loads and loads, but this one is one of my favourites. It's called Arlo the Lion, and it's by a lady called Catherine Raynor. And it's just about, you know, a little lion who just cannot settle. And sometimes children don't know how to put the language or the feelings or understanding on, well, what is it that's keeping me awake? 
So a little story that explains to them about another little person who is struggling to get themselves to sleep is really reassuring for your child. I have a di- my only sleep difficulty mm. is when I've got mm. a flight early in the morning. Really? And I guess it's like a inception. Yeah. The idea takes hold. I'm not going to get to sleep. And it doesn't happen. It's God. it's a terrible feeling. It's a, just a terrible feeling. Yeah. And I can totally see how it happens to kids that mm. they go, I'm not going to. What if I never go to sleep? I know, and they just get overtired then yeah. and they can't get there. And they it's can't so hard. Settle. And as a per- parent, your patience is very thin because you're tired too. Big time. So anything you can do to help them internalize, you know, okay, this is that thing that's happening. I'm just a bit restless. What can I do for myself right mm-hmm. now to get my body a bit calmer? It's really helpful. So c- c- you said Christmas time. The rules go out the window. Certainly, mm. in terms of sleep, that's yeah. that's big because mm-hmm. it's like let's watch Elf and it's finished at nine thirty. But okay, it's yeah, Christmas. And it's so annoying because all these nice things you do for your children always end up biting you in the arse. Is that the expression? No. Yeah. Is it okay? I always get expressions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did you think it could be doing to your arse? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I just think that uh, the Christmas time mightn't be the best time to try anything new. No. Try but, and get on top of things. But what I do have is I've just written out a list of books that you can have around you or invest in for mm. helping your kids deal with the emotions that's yeah. going to come up at Christmas time. Mm. Next because week's episode has got to be all about Christmas. And yeah. Like but like, you know, just helping them. You know, gather themselves and realizing, yeah, you're feeling angry. What do we do when we're feeling angry? You're feeling frustrated because you know what happens at Christmas to parents? We get angry because we're like, you little fuckers, we've done so much for you. It's still and not enough. It's still not enough. <laughs> <laughs> like, so. Well, let's hear a little bit of Arlo the Lion. Okay. And then I'll just read out the list of the other books because there's so many. Oh, you will not. I will too. <laughs> Arlo was a very tired lion. He had tried everything. He could not get to sleep. The grass was too prickly and the earth was too hard. The trees were too noisy, but the desert was too quiet. The sun was too hot, but the night was too cold. But his family were warm, but they wiggled too much. Everybody knows that lions need a lot of sleep and Arlo was exhausted. She reads the story yeah. <laughs> like she's a presenter on a TV show. Yeah. And as difficult as that might be for you as a parent, <laughs> it really yeah. has to be a talent you learn. Right? Well, I remember when you had to do it for a threshold um, listening library. I do. I mean, I didn't fully Bosco it up, yeah. but uh, I'm very proud of the work I did there. You read that beautiful story, Santa, Can You Find Us by Shane O'Brien. How will Santa How find will us? Santa find us? Oh my and God. It is about that story. Homelessness. That story will break you. It and is a family that wonderful. is turfed out of their house. Yeah. Very close to Christmas and the kids wondering, how is Santa going to find us? <laughs> You're already <laughs> crying. But Threshold Listening Library is an incredible online resource for parents 
where a load of different people like Charlotte and then coo- stars, cooler people like stars, Donald celebrities, Hosier, <laughs> Hosier myself, Tara and other Flynn. celebs. Have all lent their voices to reading out beautiful Christmas children's stories. Yes. And you chose that gorgeous it's story. It's just one of the many, many charitable <laughs> things that I do But with it my is time. something I'd forgotten until you were making fun of that there. And I was remembering, I remember you struggling to like... Hold read, it together. Hold it together and read the book so that it was still... Yeah, I have to say, when reading to your children, bursting into tears <laughs> during the story is not great. I don't know if that's the worst thing. I mean, every every single time I've read Debbie Galore's No Matter What to my classroom, I have cried. And it got to the point where the kids in my class will be waiting for it. they <laughs> 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 like, she's going to crack. <laughs> we've got an awful lot more mm-hmm. for you guys. And it's not all for little weeny teenies. No, no, it's not. Stuff. Actually, this is the last bit we're doing for them. And I'm just going to read these out. I know Jarla said no, yeah. but there's so many no, books. Flash through them. And these they're are, all in the info as well, yeah. of course. These are the books that are going to help your child cope with their emotions. And I'm not including The Colour Monster because I presume you all have that by now because I'm always banging on about it. (laughs) But the first book I'm going to say to you is a book called How Do You Feel by Lizzie Rockwell. Fabulous book that helps your child cope with different emotions. The next one is Lama Lama Mad at Mama by Anna Judney, I think. And this is a great book because kids love reading about other kids who get angry at their parents. <laughs> they just love the notion that somebody lost their rag. You don't grow out of that, by the way. No. <laughs> Millie Fierce is a brilliant book by Jane Manning. Really recommend that. Another book about a little girl who's very angry and kids love reading about that and seeing another child actually expressing themselves. Where Happiness Begins, a beautiful book by Ava Aland. Really recommend that. I'm just two more. Reading Makes It Better by Christopher Willard and Wendy O'Leary and Feelings by Lily Walden. And I think actually one one more for the road here is Big Feelings by Andres Alexandra Penfold. Oh, I'm sorry. Last one, I promise. The Unbudgeable Curmudgeon by Matthew Burris. Those are books that if you see while you're in the library or out about at the shops, no harm picking them up and reading them a few times to your kids. They're going to help them cope with whatever they're feeling. It's going to normalize their feelings to them. They're not going to be afraid of feeling those ways. It's really important that we allow our children to feel whatever they're feeling. It's not okay. So you've read all of those? Yeah, in my classroom. Wow. So this is... I've read all the children's books. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) would you ever consider trying to write one yourself? You know what? It's really hard. I think I would love well, to you because you could, yeah, because you could illustrate it. But like, it is so hard. I think I did try once before, and it's just like you say, it's condensing the language because language is so important, but the story is important, and it, you know, maybe it's at also some a very point. crowded market. Yeah, and if you're going to do it, I think, like, this is half the reason this show is here mm. today, is spotting the greats. In yeah. there is hard in a sea of Waldo the Aardvark. It's like, how do you know which ones are good? Yeah. Well, Tina's read them all. Yeah, <laughs> she's I really telling have. you I these really have work. Read them all. Uh, we got some great recommendations from uh, loyal listener Helen Carr. We're going to yeah. get to those in a bit. She's and a she publisher really at O'Brien yeah. Press. She knows her stuff. She's a woman in the know. Exactly. And uh, if you have a recommendation, one that we've missed, let us know and we can include it in next week's Christmas countdown episode. Yeah. 
honey you are ruining our kid at gmail.com is the way to reach us exhausted I think uh, older kids are reading a lot more than ever before I certainly remember having one book thrust into my hand to encourage me to read and it was about football I wasn't even that into football. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and definitely getting me to read was a struggle, I remember, for my well, parents. there's so much choice out there now and there's books for everyone. I mean, it is finding, if you're struggling to get your child to read, it's finding the book that captures their curiosity. For us, it was Lemony Snicket and what are those books called? Unfortunate, Unfortunate Events. Unfortunate Events. Yeah, they captured Mikey of. and after that, he was there. Sometimes it's comics. It's always harder to get boys to read. I don't know why. I hate generalizing, but it's fact. And that's why so many people are being offered book deals if they will just write books for boys. But um, what's harder and harder as a parent as your kids get older is buying them books that contain messages that they will indirectly get. It's easy when they're little. There's so many books for that. Mm -hmm. But how do you buy them a book that they want to read that will also help them? With feelings and things they're ex- Well, they're just at an age where they're like, stop telling me things. Yeah. Like, well, I'm like, t- being told things by everybody. Yeah, I know. And we're really lucky because actually in Ireland right now, there's this lady called Ellen Ryan, who uh, used to write for, I think she still does, the Irish Times and the Irish Independent. But she, last year, she wrote a book called Girls Who Slay Monsters. And this Christmas, she has a new, books out, new book out called Gods Don't Cry. And both of these books are just fantastic. One of them was on the toy show this Mm -hmm. week. And why are they fantastic? Because, you know, they're centered around forgotten Irish legends, uh, um, heroes within them who weren't championed along the way. But also they kind of indirectly show your child that there's different types of heroes. There's different ways to be strong. You know, there's other people have gone through challenges and come through them. And it's, I cannot recommend these books enough. They're illustrated beautifully too, not by Ellen. I can't remember the name of the person who illustrated them. I'm so sorry. But I just think they're fantastic. I know last year I sent the girls who slay monsters to basically all of Mikey's friends in England. (laughs) I was like, this for Mikey. No, it's not. It's just a great book. I think every girl should have. And the name of the author? Ellen Ryan. Okay, so that's Mm. one for kind of tweens and teens and yeah I think from ages 8 and up I think it's such a beautiful book older older teenagers will love it too The mm. God's Don't Cry she's really done a good job of catering for a very wide age group this is the winner of the KPMG book of the year children's book Ireland's awards mm. uh, unsung stories from ancient Irish myths reimagined mm. For nine to 12 year olds is what they're recommending okay. that one for. Um, do you have anything for the uh, the teen, the the difficult to reach? Or are we still Richie Sadlier people who are like... I think I cannot find that bloody book in our house, but I do think for the teens, it is Richie Sadlier's book. And what is that called again, Jar? Um, let's talk about relationships and uh, all there's a massive title on the cover but it's let's talk about sex is essentially the let's talk about relationships sex and intimacy by Richie Sadlier Mm. and I know that's another award winning book Um, and I think he's another one on the way out I don't know if that's if I I 
look, that's a little handbook though for forever. Yeah. Uh, incredibly well written and Richie has obviously worked in schools and is yeah. a therapist himself. And it's all the questions that we're uncomfortable. Like it is us. We are the problem when it comes to the teen. Mm. Because it's there's also, so much we don't know. Yeah. And it's also new soil. Yeah. Right. So there was um, a police chat at our son's school. Explained to them about dispersing. Oh, yeah. Um, video content images uh, or even liking those images. Yeah. And how that implicates you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's territory where we've never been in. No. Uh, and I do feel like there's there's a real concern among all the parents of teens and those that are even young now going, yeah. this is all ahead of us. Well, there's language. If there's one we... thing the Richie book does, even yeah. if you never show it to your kids, is it calms you. Yeah, it helps you, you a lot. A load and it gives of you the language. I mean, there's so many things that come home from school and I'm like, oh my God, I don't even Never. know what that is. <laughs> yeah. And we think we're keeping up. So it is ever changing. Mm. And that's a really yeah. helpful book. But the for acceptance that. of that is, is mm. where CAM can be found. So now we're in the section. That was a nice little neat segue yeah. into books for you. Yeah, into books. The parents. So parents. we've done reading it out and yeah. being a little presenter. <laughs> um, now it's the ones that you read quietly in your bed at night yeah. while your wife is snoring, in my case. Charlotte, <laughs> <laughs> he records my snoring yeah, and plays it to plays me in the back, morning, sure, yeah. which is really mean. Yeah. Um, but just to let her know, because she's one of these people who says, I don't sneak. <laughs> I know for a fact that I don't. Sorry. Uh, so, a Yeah, I'm just going to run books. through these. These are books that our listeners have recommended. Like and I picked so the ones that to do them right. They're reluctant to mm. go for these books because they're well, half the reason they're listening to the podcast is because these books are sometimes. Yeah, that's why I'm only mentioning the ones that were repeatedly mentioned. OK, OK. And so these uh, come from you guys. Yeah, they're right. And again, the book I am going to say is, again, The Secret of Childhood by Maria Montessori. It is a hard read because mm. it's really badly translated, but it's a really good insight why into. Somebody do a good translation. I I yes, think it's, it's a, because these you were, books... I cut you off there. It's a bad translation, Italian to English. Yeah. About what? It's about the developmental... Milestones. It, yes. Of, of It's one of her books that deals with zero to six, because right. obviously Maria Montessori dealt with from zero to 18. So there's millions of books you can get about Maria Montessori. But the books I have are the books from her actual AMI association. So they come directly from, like, it's still in her family and... You buy these books and they're really badly translated, which, but, and they're very like, you know, luxury, you know, like uh, academic, that's mm, the word, yeah. and luxury, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. So hit us with the recommendations from the listeners. Okay. So we've got a book called Good Enough by Dr. Becky, and then another book called Brainstorm and the Whole Brain Child by Dan Seagal. Both those books were recommended a few times by our listeners. Good enough by Dr. Becky. I can see it here. Now, this is a this is a pretty reasonably priced book. You can get it for about 14 euro mm. on Amazon. And yeah, it looks like this thing is getting amazing reviews. Have you looked into this at all? No, I haven't read this book, but this one came up like, I mean, I was going to say a million people. A million people did not recommend this book to me, but it came up. I put out a call on Insta last night and this book, these This book came books, back again yeah, and again. Yeah, and again. Yeah, recommended by the New York Times, mm. NBC Times, CNN, Good Morning America, 
So this is a bit of a phenomenon. And uh, she is a business in herself. She offers workshops for every single problem. Can't believe we have never heard of Dr. Becky. You know, I haven't, not until last night. Yeah. It's uh, really good to get these recommendations. She and also has a parenting community that you okay, can Okay, stop join. telling people about this woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm joking. That's really cool. That's, That's really, really cool. But please don't <laughs> listen to her podcast. Stay tuned. So this other one that um, came up a lot, and especially, this is especially important because a lot of books only deal with early years, whereas this is worth a bit of childhood that, to be fair, I found the hardest too. It's called The Four to Seven Zone, and it's by Dr. Coleman Nocter. And a few of the parents who got in touch with me with this actually have children who have maybe extra need, mm. and they said they found this book really helpful that way. So that's the Four to Seven Zone by Dr. Coleman Nocter. That's a good zone to talk yeah. about, right? Because there's so much for one to three. Yeah. Four to seven. And three to six. Zero to six. Great yeah. age. Four, Four to, to seven. seven. Yeah. It's a whole different What's ball. the name of that dog? Is it Dr. Gabor? That fella who's always on YouTube, who's always up on I our love, channel. I love him. Like the, yeah. The one with children <laughs> I don't agree with everything he says. I don't agree with everything you say. (laughs) I don't agree with everything I say. I'm ever changing. Charlotte, this is just annoying. Look at him and say, I love you once a day. Okay. Hold him. (laughs) Sure, he's forever saying how he regrets everything he did with his own kids. They're all grown ups now. Charlotte, I cannot take, <laughs> like, stop it. Tina hates when I do voices for yeah. the staff. Uh, another book that was we got in a few times is called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read by Philippa Perry. And that is a book I've heard about a lot. Why don't we just get these books? What? Why don't we just buy them all? We don't need them, Charlotte. <laughs> but, like, there might be cool stuff that we I'm haven't thought joking. about talking about. I would about love to get these Barrington books. Absolutely. Okay. Christmas I... present sword there, Tina. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Yeah. How bad the reaction would be if I bought you parenting books for Christmas? Uh, what was the worst know. gift I've gotten you for that, Christmas? That pink jumper. Oh, a pink jumper. That Just pink because jumper they put fluff everywhere. Jeez, you haven't got shit gifts, made me have you? Go blind. But Tina, it was so fluffy. I had fluff in my eyes the whole time. I couldn't see. And then I wore it in my dad's new Jeep. Like you got me that 20 years ago. Mm. And, and I destroyed over his, his Jeep and I couldn't see. And oh my God, you were in Christmas that year. My birthday's on Christmas. All so right. your worst Christmas present from jumper. me was a pink jumper that was too fluffy. Jerry, it nearly made it me go blind. Too, it was too fluffy. It was I too nearly, cozy. I nearly went blind. Get in touch with your worst <laughs> Christmas presents. What and was I your think, worst Christmas present, Jerry? Um, From me, you didn't get one. Oh, last year at the Arca. Yeah, the, that was a... That was, that was a, a surprise. That was a bum steer by Granny Byrne, let's be honest. No, 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 no. You leapt on this idea that I wanted. You were always ordering sparkling water in restaurants. I thought it'd be cool. You were always going, I'll have a sparkling water with a dip of lime. And I was like, oh, I'll get him that. I see. <laughs> you think about it when you get a present wrong for a kid, though, and they oh, can't yeah. hide it. Mm. Why? <laughs> um... That's all for next week. We've yeah. got to cover all of that. There's so much to talk about in the lead up to Christmas. So what have you got for us in the recommendations? We've got three goodies there. Yeah, I think that's enough. Over I don't on. want to overload. 
Okay, well, over... Yeah, and then I've got the gorgeous Helen Carr, who's this widow brown press and really knows her stuff, got in touch to say she could literally recommend every book they have, which she knows she can't do From that. O'Brien Press. Yeah, because she stands she over She stands them. over them. She does. But she said, here are my top suggestions. And I think this, these, this is super helpful. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> this is, her first one is called Tread Softly, Classic Irish Poems for Children. And I love that because we're not reading enough poetry to our children and children love rhyming. All right, so these aren't, this isn't a helpful book. This is just a good book. Yeah, she's just, this is just gifts. She's right. like, if you want to get your child. Stocking filler. Yeah, these, and that's important. People don't know what books to get their kids. And this is a beautiful poetry book. It's perfect for the whole family, for engendering a love of words and spending special time together. I love that. And it is by a person called Nicola Reddy, I think. And then she said, all the Puffling books are so cute and about doing things with the help of your friends. And the latest one especially is brilliant because it's about one little bird helping a smaller one not to be afraid of the dark. Perfect for bedtime. I love that. So that it's, that one's called It's Too Dark Puffling by Jerry Daly and Erica McCann. And I'm going to ask Jarla to read the next one because my brace is making me sound crazy. And this one deals with the topic of anxiety. Uh, so another... Pain in My Chest by Anya Murray. Yeah. And illustrated by Brona Lee. Adventures, friendship and Gaelic games. Because I think it's important for kids to see the country they live in represented. And not just have these US and UK books. That's mm. what Helen says. That's very true. That yeah. a lot of these books are about, you know, um, another place, mm-hmm. another time. And you, Ireland is a very specific place. Yeah. And we but, should be supporting our Irish authors mm. too. Yeah. So there, there that is. That, well, that's uh, that book uh, that she's saying representing Ireland is actually The Lost Cup by Emma Larkin. And that's about Gaelic games. The the pain in my chest is specifically for anxiety. Maybe, yeah. Um, all of those out. Yeah, that Brian was Press, confusing. Wherever you said. get your books. Yeah, that was like <laughs> pain in my chest. What's that got to do with Gaelic games? Got shouldered in the chest. To be fair, I always had a pain in my chest. A lot of stress. Yeah. Turned before. out you had a heart problem. A <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and hear the rest of this episode and support our work in this podcast. The only way that this podcast can keep going is through your kind support. Maybe that's your Christmas gift to us for all the free hours of parenting health that you've received from Tina. They get the laughs and crack from myself. Tina, of course, provides laughs and crack as well. But over on Patreon, we always go a little bit further, get some replies, go a little bit deeper into some of the problems that we've seen over the past while, uh, get uh, closure on some things. And of course, you won't just get Honey, You're Ruining Your Kid over there. You'll get hundreds of hours of podcasts mm. for when you've managed to just steal a bit of time to yourself or when you're on one of those many, many club commutes in the car. You'll have something to listen to while you're waiting outside training to be <laughs> over. Uh, the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network archive is up there. You'll have Marion McKeown with her uh, insight on America and Sonia O'Sullivan's guidebook on how to run, even if you are a slob like I was three years ago when she started <laughs> to coach me. It's all over there. Patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. Price of a pint each month. No obligation. Cancel any time you like. Tina, thanks so much. 
Thank you, Jarlid. And again, if you have any emails, just pop them over into us at honey, you are ruining our kid at gmail.com. Totally. And I have lots of them to get through, so <laughs> bear with me. Lots and lots of good episodes to come. Talk to you soon. Bye.